But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 The one, the only, the stand, the man, the myth, the legend, Antonio, aka the Bananas Defender. I'm back. <laughs> I was gonna say he shouldn't get that intro anymore, being that he doesn't want to show up half the time. I've been busy. I've of been... course he's been busy. That OnlyFans has been popping off. Congratulations yeah. to nah, you. Thank you. Thank he's you. been hitting dingers all summer, man. <laughs> the Between Italian stallion. And grad school, my schedule is full. And you, you know. know I, I just want to let you know that's total bullshit because I work 60 hours a week and I've had four days off this month. Mind you, I'm also taking 21 units in school <laughs> and doing two podcasts. Well, here's, yeah, here's okay. the thing. But I, I like, and the father of six children. I'm 21 years old and I, I kind of want to go out. No, no, no. I definitely feel you. At 21 <laughs> years old, I was a piece of shit, too. Antonio, <laughs> Antonio has a set amount of hours a week set aside for girls. Yeah. So. Uh, Tyler, come on. Don't blow up my spot like that. <laughs> oh, speaking of girls, uh, Antonio, are you seeing anybody at this time? Um... He's seeing lots of women. No, all right, okay, oh. okay. So, so, so it's been like two months since we last spoke about like this situation. So I'm currently not dating, but like getting there-ish, I would say. With, what is what is Banana's line? More than friends, but- More than friends, less than lovers. Less than lovers, there it is. Yeah, I, 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 I guess. All right, question. Are you currently smashing one broad? Careful, man. Like, I, just one. I plead the fifth. Don't blow up yeah. his spot. No, no, he might be trying to enough. play multiple ladies. I plead the Fair fifth. enough. Becky at Gift Master Bex, have you been hanging? Oh, no. I've, I'm all right. I haven't been feeling too well today. I'm a little bit under the weather today. Uh, but I have decided to still join you guys because I am dedicated, unlike other people on this hey, podcast. Oh, hey, oh hey. come on, come this on. This is come not on. Let's Attack Antonio podcast. It's Love War Challenges. <laughs> Sorry, we've been waiting for this for a while. It's I gonna know, spill I know. Out a I'll bit. take it, I'll take it. Tyler, Moving what on. do you got to say about me? <laughs> Nothing. No, I've been I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks that you haven't been listening, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> no. I have been listening every week for the intro. That's what you guys say about me. No, no, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Well, the gang is all here, and we are going to talk some challenge shit. Uh, before we jump in, is there anything we need to get to or discuss before jumping into the episode? I broke um, my big toe, but I'm good. Oh, for real? Yeah. Aww, I'm sorry. Poor thing. 
How, how do you keep breaking bones on something that's not even really a sport? I go hard in the paint, man. <laughs> go hard in the paint. Soccer is a real sport. Dude, Do not ever insult. Yeah, dude, I roll up out of bed, turn my swag on, go hard in the paint. Like, what do you want from me, man? Totally. <laughs> he just spouted two thousands rap lyrics. <laughs> oh my like Spotify. god! Spotify. <laughs> I'm over here defending the sport, and you're over here just making it dirty. Of course. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, I just gotta, you know, feeling like a pimp. Just go ahead and brush my shoulder off. You know, anything like that. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to get it in? Yes, sir. Let's do it. And real quick, it's good to have us all back. Like that is fucking awesome. Yeah, I missed you guys. Yes, I miss you too. With every Aww. bullet so far. <laughs> 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 all right, let's go ahead and get it in. Last week on the ch- no, what is it? Previously on the challenge. Okay, girls, second heat. Let's go. At the All Shook Up Challenge, Ruthie and Landon hung their competition out to dry, winning immunity from the duel. Sick, bro. At the duel nomination ceremony, Brooke and Davis were the last two standing, sending them each into the dreaded elimination round. Brooke chose rookie Brittany as her duel opponent. Brittany. And Davis shocked the challengers by picking top dog Evan. I'm gonna go against Evan. I hope I get the opportunity to kick the crap out of Davis and make him realize he made the wrong choice. At the duel, a fierce Brittany easily defeated a timid Brooke, while the overzealous Davis was destroyed by Evan. Evan celebrated his win, oblivious that his manipulative ways may have permanently painted a target on his back. There's somebody betraying you here. He's making you cry. He's being a bitch, the bitch that he is inside. I really believe that if Evan gets taken out, the game will be played a lot more fair. All right. So Evan is coming off a big win and Tori is just kind of over people's shit. Elsewhere, Ruthie and Nehemiah are getting tired of how this game is played. There's a good chance I could beat a lot of these cats here, you know? It's you and I both. It's not very surprising that the same people are on top and the same people are at the bottom. There's one fair thing about the game is that people get to prove themselves in the duel no matter what happens in the vote. Mm -hmm. And that's the one fair thing about it. Like, if you lose, you lose, but you still had a chance. And if you win, then you win. And that's big. I'm not gonna kiss anybody's ass, you know, the same way that most of these people will. And, you know, I'm not gonna play this game on my knees. Now, I, for some reason, this seems like a odd couple to actually get together. I mean, not like romantically, but why do you think these two are able to connect in their views on how to play the game? Like. What does the way Nehemiah plays a game and the way that Ruthie plays a game that is drawing these two together? Uh, this is a fairly complex question, so let's go ahead and start off with Tyler. You love this shit. <laughs> Set the tone for everybody. Um, so, so to keep it simple, uh, it's it's because they're not sheep. They're not they're they're not, they're not followers. Um, they kind of have their own beliefs and how they play the game, and they're going to stick to it. And they both kind of play the game similar. Like they're not afraid to call people out. And they don't like dealing with other people's bullshit. I mean, I'm just going to start off this episode with the green with Tyler. Because, you know, why the fuck not? But yeah, I think Ruthie and Nehemiah, just, they just want to play the game. They want to just be like, they don't want to like hide behind people. They want to play. They came for a reason and they want to play. I don't think it's abnormal at all or think that they're an odd cop at all. Because very, because of basically what Tyler said, they are two people that like to play the game very similar. Um, 
they like to play it with like, I guess, honor and integrity. And I think that they're sick and tired of seeing everybody else like basically bully the game. I think that we're all on the same page. The two things that these guys share is individuality and integrity. They don't really sacrifice them for anybody at this point in their games. It's actually really dope to see. And one of the things I wish we would get to see more, uh, you know, Landon has it, Darrell has it. And so it's it's really good to see. And it's kind of refreshing to go back and see these things. Back to the episode. KD decides to lighten the mood with some hardcore wrestling. And it was looking pretty good until Ruthie got involved and KD just washed Ruthie. Like, I, I loved that. I thought that was dope. It kind of reminds me, you know, because the boys are able to roughhouse. The boys are able to always play it around and shit. And then the girls get to do it. And and Katie and uh, Katie is so much bigger than Ruthie. Like, that shit was hilarious to me. Yeah. But the main part before we get into the uh to the daily was Jen and Rachel finally have a heart to heart. Obviously on this in this game right now, you're on the opposite side of the house than I am. It's clear. It's clearly divided in this game. I don't need your vote. I don't need you to campaign for me. I don't need any of that and I don't want it. And that's not the friendship I'm looking for here. Rachel and I were very, very close on the island. And when I came here, I felt like she didn't even know me. Obviously, there's a connection between Jen and I, and we have locked lips. She's amazing. Like, I love her. She's awesome. I expected having such a close friendship with you on the island that I would come here and have such a great friendship with you here. And I'm heartbroken by it. It hurts my feelings. It really saddens me. And I've just made a conscious decision, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it, and I'm not going to question it day to day. I'm going to pull myself away from it, and I'm just at a point now where it's confusing me every day, and I can't deal with it. Honestly, Jen, you've confused me a lot, too. What happened with Jen and I on the island was really intense. It was really crazy for me. It was crazy for her. I know it was. And when we got off the island, she kind of, like, was a little cold. I'm sorry. I'm not, like, going to pick up where we left off, like, that feels fake. I thought that we were on a level of friends, and we were good friends and all that stuff, and, like, we are, yeah, really, because here, it's funny, because I think I feel like I don't even know you. I, I mean, I talk to you as much as I talk to MJ. The Rachel I know is gone, and I don't know who you are or what you did with her. I'd like to find a happy medium. I wish We're not going to here. I either have to quit the game or quit you. Take this love. Uh, both of the ladies are confused, and they're confused by the standoffishness towards each other. Why do you think these two ladies came to this point in their relationship? They were very hot and heavy on the island, but they barely, barely talked to each other. It's just like they both blame each other for doing the same action. Like, what do you think happened that made them get to this point? Becky? I think they're both players and they go into these shows and, you know, especially, I mean, Rachel's, Rachel's got game. Like, I, th- <laughs> I think that, um, you know, eventually someone catches feelings. And I think that was Jen in this case. And Rachel didn't want to have anything after the show. They just she just wanted it to be on the show. So I think I think it was just that that maybe Jen caught some feelings and Rachel didn't. And it caused uh, a bit of a rift, which, as you know, will happen. I have one word for you, Malik. Chicks. <laughs> oh yes. So all of that stuff about maturity I was saying earlier. Right after Yeah, no, I I don't have any of that. Okay, but serious answer though. I just think um 
they don't want to be like vulnerable. I feel like on the challenge, especially if you show that sign of weakness or vulnerability, it makes you an immediate target. So I guess by making that first move, that's what you're showing off. And they kind of want to see this game for a long time. And by doing that, it ain't going to happen. The reason why I think these two ladies came to this point was I don't think either one of them really took this whole relationship or whatever was going on the island. I don't think any one of them took them really seriously. So I think that they didn't really know how to act towards each other once they were thrust right in each other's face again. I'm sure that, you know, this is going to fizzle out here and not come up any at, at, at any other point during this uh during this season. So let's go ahead and move on to the daily. <laughs> the challengers arrive on the track and the daily is called. Today's challenge is losing my mind. As you can see behind me, there are two giant luges. And on the side of those giant luges, there's 10 puzzles. Today, your challenge is going to be a relay race. To begin, you're going to put yourselves into guy-girl pairs. And the guys are going to be starting first. When I say go, the guys are going to run up track A, grab themselves a luge when they get to the top, and ride down track B. Once they cross the finish line, they're going to tag their female partners. And the female partner is going to run up track A, grab her luge, and ride down track B. Once you both cross the finish line, this is where it gets tricky. You're going to be solving a puzzle. Now, puzzles are the great equalizer, so no matter how far behind you are, do not give up. First team to solve their puzzle will win today's challenge and receive this AutoNet mobile router. The AutoNet mobile router turns your car into a Wi-Fi hotspot, enabling multiple users to connect their own Wi-Fi-enabled gadgets to the internet at the same time. But more importantly, you're safe from the duel, safe from elimination, still in the game, going for the big money. Yeah. yeah. Cool? Yeah. That's a very important place to be. Oh, one more thing, you guys. You got to run the marsupial on your back without an attack. You're going to be doing this entire challenge with a giant life-size bobblehead. My bobblehead is um, pretty accurate. I think it looks just like me. This is going to be a lot of fun. So good luck and have fun. So basically, male and female competitors are going to have a relay race with puzzles, and they all have to do this with a ridiculous bobblehead. I know that everybody thinks that the bobbleheads is funny and it's a good idea. But at any point, does anybody think that this is dangerous? They are going down these luges. They got these little go-kart <laughs> things with a bobblehead that's moving. Um, Isaac was talking about how his field of view was swaying to side to side. <sighs> when it comes to safety, is this a hit or a miss for production? It's clearly a miss. Um, I just, it, it, for me, it, like, yeah, it looks funny at first. I really wish that they would have just had to run up with those on their head and then take them off and ride down. Because, like, I'm surprised somebody just didn't just, like, ride off that mountain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Antonio. When was the last time the producers the producers actually cared about, like, their safety? Like, well, didn't, I, like, a few seasons, they... like, a few seasons ago, they were jumping from car to car, like, above the water, where, like, Leroy got hurt? <laughs> I think I think they do, but when they mess up, like Jesus Christ, like pretty much anything that's like uh, rugby, for the most part, especially if it's uh co ed, is going to be a bad idea. Becky. I mean, you have it's like just tunnel vision. And it would just honestly be so dizzying. Uh, I can't even imagine trying to do that kind of challenge that they're doing. So it's it's definitely dangerous. I mean, it's hilarious. Um, and I am also very surprised that nobody did get hurt. I mean, well, I guess Paula did get hurt technically because uh, Dunbar ran her over. <laughs> <laughs> definitely trucked her. I mean, 
trying to drive that thing with that thing on, I, I know I wouldn't be able to do it. I hike you want to try it. I'm not surprised. It, it probably would be fun. It'd be fun <laughs> You're to young and drunk. dumb. All right. So I'm just yes. going to play the clips from um from the uh, the competition, and then we're just going to come in comment afterward. All right. So um. All right. So Landon and Brittany gets the win out of this crazy ass competition. Uh, out of this daily, what were you guys' favorite or least favorite parts, Antonio? Uh, I don't even know. Go, go someone else. Let me think. Let me think. Becky. Um, I can say that honestly, my favorite part was watching them run up a hill with that big ass bobblehead on their hat on their shoulders, and they're trying to like control it, and they're like, oh, and trying to figure it out. Especially the women. The women were were quite comical. Uh, what I didn't like is that they couldn't take it off to do the puzzle. Uh. I think that just made it, I know it's supposed to make it more difficult, but I think it was just like a useless difficulty because they should have been able to take that off at one point. Yeah, I get you uh, a uh, unnecessary hardship. Tyler, what's your least or least favorite part of this daily? Uh, for me, it just is kind of how it seemed. Here's the thing. Like, obviously with the, the helmets on or whatever, it's, it's very memorable. Like, nobody's going to forget this daily at all. Um, but for me, it just wasn't as the, the editing for me made it seem it just it, it really made it seem like it was a closer competition than I than it probably really was because it made it seem like everybody was racing down at the exact same time and everybody was doing the puzzle almost at the same time. And I feel like I feel like it was a domination and it just I don't know, it just seemed fluttered when with the editing. That's really all it was. I'm sure the daily was fine, but watching it over again. I wouldn't want to, that's not a daily I would go back and watch over and over again. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek, Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. I definitely feel what you're saying about the editing. I think the only time that was ever really close was in the beginning stages with Landon and Evan. And it, it, you're right. It's just not great camera work. It's not cinema, great cinematography. It wasn't really awesome to look at. And maybe if it was filmed in a different way, we would probably feel differently about it. So I definitely feel you're not one. And Antonio, what is your uh, favorite or least favorite part of this daily? Um, I'm going to go with my favorite. And because it's my first time talking about this season, I'm just going to say just seeing DM compete. Because like I, throughout my whole entire time watching the challenge, I really wasn't there for DM's like career as a challenge predator. So just to see her like on a full season, just like it's nice to see. Oh, that's, so I'm gonna say that's, that's my favorite part. That. Uh, my yeah. favorite part was probably seeing Big Easy try really, really hard. He didn't do well at all, but he didn't quit. Um, I do like his attitude. He just wants to try his hardest, and it's nice to see. I know a lot of people write him off, and a lot of people feel some kind of way about him. Lord knows I did Thank for you. a very long time. <laughs> but I would say, at least in this daily, even though he had no chance of winning, he tried with all of his heart and he kept a, a great attitude about it. 
And I think that that's probably a place where people could probably give him a little bit more credit for, um, you know, later on in his career. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that ends up. So. How about no, Brit Scott? <laughs> uh, Britt and Landon gets the W, but Jen is injured. It didn't bother me when I was doing anything. It didn't hurt at all. And then after, it was after I let off the once I was sitting, I was like, everything started kicking in. I had damaged my shoulder a little bit. The muscle was tight in the front and the back of it. But that was my, oh, my arm. I went to lift up my arm. I was like, and now it closed. Like, that's not right. Oh, dude. If it's just, if I get told that it's just going to cause more damage to me physically, then what I stay here for? A chance? A chance to win? No. If it is something that the doctor tells me that is permanently damaging or advises me not to stay in this competition, that's completely fine with me. If an injury, all you are is targeted. I know. I know Jen's arm's been hurting her. I'm worried that Jen's head is back home already, and, and I can't have that happen. I need Jen here. Does that hurt you? Yeah, I'm just move it like that. We'll just see what the doctor says and then, you know, make a smart decision. And for some reason, She's discussing it with cast members. She's contemplating of bouncing out of the whole competition, but wants to follow the doctor's advice, and Paula thinks she checks out. Now, we have discussed this before. Why are people discussing their injuries with other cast members? Like, what was the point? How did you think this was going to play out? Antonio, how do you feel about Jen being so open about being injured in the daily? I don't, I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, they're all, well, most of them are friends off the show. So it's just something like, yeah, hey, I'm hurt. Do you have any advice on how I should, how I should like go forward with it? Because that's what they are. They're, they're friends. They're, they're still human beings. If, if I'm hurt, I'm going to ask you for advice. Oh, what do you think is the best option I should do? I mean, I wouldn't go around telling everyone. I would just tell the people that I trust who I know off the show. It's, the house isn't that big. Word is going to get around. We've discussed it before. We've seen it this season with Nick. It's also going to be common knowledge, I feel like, too. Like, once you go to the doctors, they're going to see it. They're going to ask why. Here's, here's the thing. I'm going I'm to jump in. It's, it's that I know you, like, tell people you, like, trust and everything, but you should never fully trust anybody in an individual game. Like, you can trust them a little bit to, like, yeah, hey, we're here, we're together, but just know that every person that competes on the challenge they are all hyenas, and they are willing to tear you to shreds if it benefits them and their friends. It doesn't matter if, 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 if Landon, Landon and Evan are working together. You can't tell me if those guys could honestly throw the other one in and have no repercussions that they wouldn't do it right away. Well, maybe not Landon. That's probably a bad example, but, but Evan, you're there. I'm just saying, it's true. Every challenger is a hyena, even if they don't want to admit it. I mean, I, I definitely agree that, that they are all savages and hyenas and they're really ready to throw anybody to the wolves if they can. I mean, the thing is, is she told Nehemiah and I know the reason why she told Nehemiah is because he's kind of her really her go to for like, a, you know, a talking point person and kind of bounces off his eye, you know, and he's encouraging her and he wants her to stay. So a lot of times, especially in these things, sometimes you need someone to be like, push through it. It'll be okay. And you'll make it. And I think that she picked somebody that she know would encourage her to stay 
even Paula was encouraging her, but I can definitely see Paula throwing Jen out if she had the opportunity, thinking Surprise. that she could get her over. Surprisingly, those two are really close. And you don't like really see it as much, but on like cutthroat, when Paula gets eliminated, like her and Jen are like the first people to hug. And like it just, it's weird how you see some people have connections, but then in the game, they don't play together at all. That's just very, I just found that interesting. I think that happens that a lot. I think people like to play, their, they, they have different friends. I think that sometimes that's what kind of tears their games into different places. It's very similar to like if you pull out the seasons like recent, like Cam and Kara didn't play together for a while because they had different friendships. So they play different types of games. It doesn't mean that they're not friends outside of the show or that they're cool outside of the show. It just means that they just don't play the game the same. Moving on to deliberations. Let's say we pick Rachel. Okay. Rich picks Mark, Tori picks Brad. Brad picks DM, DM picks Evan, Evan picks Anissa, Anissa picks MJ. So Derek picks Katie, Katie picks Eric, Eric picks Ruthie, Ruthie picks Isaac. Um, Landon and I deliberate and we decide to save Rachel because when Rachel had won a challenge before, she chose to save Landon who saved me. So we're kind of returning the favor. So who's that leaving out there? <clears throat> so then we have Paula, Dunbar, Nehemiah, and Jim as wild cards. This is like the worst thing in the world, right? Oh, whatever. It just sucks. It just sucks. It feels great to be on top. And at the same time, it, it feels really crappy because you got to basically make the decisions for who's going into the duel, AKA who's going home. Landon and Britt work out the list and Rachel's getting saved first. So this is probably one of the most unimaginative lists. Even though I like the fact that they get the time um, in between the daily win and the elimination to deliberate, this is when it starts getting a little mundane. It's not working out so well because now we know, we already know how this is going to go. Like you can tell almost instantly. Jen finally makes a return. She has a strained shoulder. Doctor, The doctor recommends that she goes home and rests in the sling. I'm going to get to one of my favorite parts. Jen comes home and they see that uh, Nehemiah has made a shrine room. I'm sorry, a zen room. Heat life. What did he say? He said that my shoulder's sprained and the muscles are all inflamed around it. And he said, I would recommend not competing. I would recommend going home because you need to not use that side of your body. So I'm like, what do I do? Sit out if it's something that's going to hurt me, compete if it isn't, and then just go on the duel and go home? Like, I don't know. They don't foresee it getting any better anytime soon unless I sling my arm up and pretty much hang out and don't do anything. I'm in a really position. Is it, is it worth me going into a challenge using this arm and then, oh my God, I can't use it at all? I mean, I would hate to see you stay here and, and do something out. serious. I'd hate to, I'd sit hate to out see you sit out. Until and someone and calls I, me, I'll I'd have to compete. I'd also hate to see you do more extensive injury to that shoulder to something that you would have to live with forever. So it's the just same a point. thought process I have to go through. Yeah. Part of me feels like I should just say, you never know what these challenges are gonna be and stick it out and wait and see if I can do it. Then there's the stupid part of me that says, go for it, do it. Oh, kid, sorry. Oh, it looks so pretty. Yeah, it's in the 
I made a nice peaceful little shrine with candles and plants and, you know, little quotes here and there just to keep me level-headed because you can lose your head in this game just simply by being around the people who have already lost theirs. Gotta redirect the way that the energy is going, you know? Because it's starting to go in a bad direction. And we could change it, you know? I've just got now, I've just got a different worry on me. It's just injuring myself. And if that's worth risking. And if that's your only worry, then. Then that's nothing. More people are gonna be leaving, you know? I know. So as long as we're not on that, then it <laughs> can only get better. I know, I know. We have a dope view from the room alone. I mean, it's a beautiful place, and it's only as beautiful as you make it. All it took was Nehemiah to show me that I'll be damned if I'm another person that leaves that damn room of ours. Everything's gonna be fine, and I know myself, and if I have to keep reminding myself of that, then I will, but I'm not quitting. Jen has had my back throughout this whole game, and you know, she's probably the coolest person here and the only person that I can trust. I'm really happy you're here. If you weren't here, I'd come into an empty cold room with no zen. I know. <laughs> an empty, dirty, cold room. It smells like crap. <laughs> oh, Nehemiah. He got quotes, he got plants, and, and little art pieces. And Jen comes in for a visit, and he gives her some inspiring words, which I thought was a great moment. It, it seems like he's very in tune with his energy, what he's giving out, what he's receiving. And... And that can never be a bad thing when it comes to the challenge house. But outside of the door, Landon, Dunbar, Everett, and MJ are not appreciating the daily quotes. They feel they are targeted. Like, Is there another quote today? Yeah, it was totally directed at me. Like Nehemiah puts a very inspirational-based quote of the day up on our door every day. And uh, they've become more and more targeted towards certain personalities in the house. Huh? Like, don't play God. You may think you have power now. Care for the ones you hurt. Like, I used really? To, I gotta I used check to, these out. I, I don't read them bad, anymore. But now I don't feel bad anymore. So I think he's, you know, you know, pissing some people off. That's what I know about Nehemiah. He's a weird guy. Like, he's out there. And you said that's all fake. Just in the conversation, he's out there. I mean, there's some, there's some, some transcendental going on in that room. Why is that just so weird? I don't know. If you were gonna go in, who would you pick? Are we still talking about the duel? I mean, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm uh, uh, I, mean, I guess you probably don't need to say. Um... I mean, would you pick me in my hair? No. I would save someone like that for another day. But they asked Evan, like, hey, do you, do you think we should vote in Nehemiah? And Evan's like, we want him saved for another day. Now, I love the Shrine Room. Uh, the only thing about the Shrine Room is, one, this is the most passive-aggressive Shrine Room I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so, even though this is supposed to be a place of zen and good energy, does the fact that he got these passive-aggressive quotes targeting other cast members takes away from, from the, the, authentic the authenticity and the whole meaning behind the Shrine Room. Becky, what do you feel about the Shrine Room and how it made the other cast members feel? I think the other cast members are feeling a little bit, uh, I think that they'll protest this too much. I think that if you think that this is about you, maybe you should rethink yourself. I don't think Nehemiah is out there like, let me be passive aggressive and really try and fuck with these people. Because he doesn't look like the, he's not that type of guy. That's not how he plays. If he wanted to, he would have been passive aggressive. He's always been up front. He tells you to your face. He thinks you're trash. He's not, like, Nehemiah's not hiding what he doesn't like about people. 
So the fact that people are over here like, oh my God, that quote's about me. Oh my God. Oh my God, is everything about you? Does the world revolve around you, Landon? Oh my God, I'm so sorry that so you think that somebody that says you you're God. Cast members, so you think the cast members are taking this too personally, like reading a little bit too much into this? Yeah, I think that they are. And I think it's stupid. Let the man do what he needs to do to make himself feel comfortable. I really got frustrated watching this episode because they are really trying to make Nehemiah into this freak weirdo with this whole situation when he just has a faith. This is what he likes to do. It's what kind of keeps him calm and centered. And they're making it into a weird thing. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to be Zen and there's nothing wrong with having inspirational quotes. They need to chill and stop making this about them. Antonio, do you share the uh, same feelings that Becky here has? I do think the shrine room is like a good thing to have in a way, but I, I can see the guy's point of view on why they can be annoyed by it because because they're not zen because they're stuck in their ways and they don't want to be zen uh, i'm just i'm just saying if you're stuck in a if you're stuck in a house with people and you and if you don't see something that you like or something you're not used to it can get annoying it can get like frustrating to deal with or something it could be hard to adjust to seeing it every day so i can see why they're like they don't appreciate it why they're against it so yeah. Maybe they need a big fat cup of mind your own goddamn business. I mean, it's hard to mind your own business in the challenge house. You're, you're there every day. You, you really can't leave. You're going to see it. And don't read them. <laughs> here's, here's my thing. I, I hated the editing on this episode the entire show. The, the entire, from start to finish, the setting was bad. It made Nehemiah out to be like some type of villain or bad guy. And all these like guys that are running the show are all of a sudden now sad and upset that somebody's talking about them. It's like a, it's like, it's like, it's like when the bully in high school runs to the PE teacher because that's the only person that likes him. Um, and they're like, and they're like, and they're like, hey, the smart kid is making fun of me. Okay. Well, we'll listen, listen here. Listen here, Jimmy. You've been a dick for fucking four weeks. Of course he's going to call you out. You've been rude. Here's the thing. Do we not just see Davis say, I don't like bullies towards Evan? And now Nehemiah is posting a quote about how Evan's kind of being a bully. And we're all upset and defending Evan on this. And Nehemiah's, no, forget that. This was, I didn't like the editing on this. And I think all the guys should stop complaining about it because they're all probably wearing like, like, I don't know, affliction shirts and, and the, the, the Jesus Christ pants and Jesus Christ necklaces. Like, they're all probably supporting the their religion. My I'm not saying anything, but, but <laughs> my, my point is, is that somebody like Nehemiah wouldn't dog you for you having that necklace and walking around with your religion or pride. So he shouldn't be getting dogged on by all these other guys that are showing their pride. And Tyler, by the way, I wasn't a bully, but I was still the favorite kid for the, my, my Antonio, teacher, Antonio, 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 I, ha I have, Antonio, I have something I have to tell you. It's not all it's about not me. It's not about you. <laughs> so please stop making it about you. Have you met me? <laughs> Maybe you should put on your affliction t-shirt. <laughs> Jesus Christ pants. As Tyler said. All right. I actually feel about this uh, quite oppositely. Now, I love Nehemiah and I love the Zen room, but you're making a Zen room, which is supposed to be a place of, of healing and understanding and rest. And, but you're also calling out people. 
it was very passive aggressive. Like, oh, this is a place of Zen, but let me tell you something about yourself. And they wasn't asking for it. He obviously feels some kind of way towards the, the elite members in the house, and he wanted them to know that. He put the target on his own back. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't think the editing on Nehemiah was great. But like I said, I love the Zen room. I thought it was a great idea. I think that nowadays we're a little bit more understanding of that kind of stuff and how people uh, take care and, and protect their energy. But I can understand why people felt like it back then. I mean, back then I wasn't nearly as enlightened as I am now. Probably thought that that was some weird shit. But a lot of people aren't going, sometimes when something is different, it makes people feel some kind of way. The only thing is, you got the Zen room, you're protecting your energy, but he went after them. No real moves has been really made against Nehemiah personally, but he's going to make it that way. He wanted to speak out. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the elite isn't playing the game the way they want to play it, and by, and by not considering Nehemiah at all. And I'm, and that happens in this house. When people are running the house, it, 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 that's even worse than being targeted. If you're being targeted, at least people want to take you out. They're playing this game, and you're not even a factor in just about any of their plans. They're going to pick all their friends on the list, and how else everything shakes out, it shakes out. So I can understand Nehemiah's anger towards it, but I can understand why everybody's kind of pissed at Nehemiah for, for playing this role. What year did the season air? Or a film, nine or nine. Uh, I, just yeah, I had no idea what Zen was in two thousand nine. I was also, I, I was, was also eleven years old. I was what ninety eight to okay, Gen Z. I was we eleven years old. Hard. I think we get it. We get it, Gen Z. You're cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm young. Leave me alone. <laughs> so moving on. Katie and Ruthie are starting to feel like they're at the bottom of the rung when it comes to the competitors in the house. They identify Rachel, Brittany, and Tori as being the queens of being saved first, time and time and time again. Katie is prepared to go in and take somebody out. Now, do you guys find it shocking that these longtime vets of Ruthie and Katie, I don't even remember what season of this of Ruthie, but I think for Katie, this is like her seventh uh, season. I, I think this is only, Ruthie only did like four seasons, I think. It's like three or four. She didn't do a lot. All right. But 11 seasons between them. Is it shocking to find them at kind of the bottom of the rung? I don't think really think it is, mainly because for Katie, a little bit more. But Ruthie probably hasn't been there in a while, doesn't, haven't made those connections with all the new people in the house. How did these two ladies find themselves at the bottom? And what can they do to get out? Well, Katie and Katie always has had this issue that everybody sees her as a really weak player. Um, and she's always been the kind of the scapegoat. So she's a champ. It doesn't matter. Like at, the end, of, at the end of the day, she's everybody <laughs> looks at her and sees the person that can't do heights, the, you know, not the best cardio. Uh, you know, she's in, in a lot of ways, they see her as a hindrance to a team. Um, so I think that's what her issue is. And I think that Ruthie is underestimated because she is smaller and maybe hasn't done a lot of seasons. And she doesn't go out of her way to try and kiss anybody's ass. Ruthie just kind of lives and exists and goes and does what she wants to do. So I think that that's how they end up there is they're not, they don't go out of their way to be people pleasers. 
And unfortunately, Katie just isn't the strongest player. You know, uh, the thing is here, actually, is is Ruthie gets underestimated a lot, but she's actually getting targeted because Rachel's afraid of her. She thinks that she is like her real true competition in this game. Um, And that's really funny for me because like Rachel's in like such good shape. And then she's afraid of like somebody who's smaller that smokes cigarettes like in a long distance run <laughs> finals who she's worried about, which when I hear something like that, just that tells me that Ruthie is more of a beast than we actually give her credit for, which is a lot actually, but she's even more of a beast. Like she's like, I don't even know, but she's just insane. And I think uh, with Katie, I, I don't know why they want to pick off Katie. I, I, I know you're saying she's a champ and like they view her as weak. And that's, what's so backwards about this. Like, I would want to run a final against Katie if I was these girls. I, I agree what both Tyler and Becky said, but to say what Tyler, to continue what Tyler just said, I mean, the girls aren't saving Katie. It's the guys that are choosing not to save Katie because the guys pick a female to save because that's how the format works. So technically, I mean, that's, that's what's coming down to. It's the lack of male connections they both have because the girls can, can try all they want. Oh, pick, save who, save this, save that. But like at the end of the day, the it's the guy's choice. And they, they just don't have that immediate connection with any of the guys in the house. Let's go ahead and jump into the least exciting part of this uh, episode, the picks. So almost like everybody predicted these picks are going to go the way everybody thought it was. Um, they decided to save Rachel first, and it goes Mark, Tori, Brad, DM, Evan. And of course, and of course Evan breaks ranks, picks um, Anissa, picked Anissa, picks MJ, Ken, Derek, Katie, <laughs> Big Easy, Ruthie, Isaac, Paulie, Dunbar, and that's going to leave Jen and Nehemiah. Now, this this by far is the best part of the episode. Nehemiah looks seething mad. Seething mad. He looks like he was ready to take somebody's entire fucking head off. Okay, so Nehemiah, Jen, you guys are going into the duel no matter what. Now's your chance to pick whoever you want to bring in with you to the duel. Nehemiah, I'll let you go first. So who are you going to take with you into the duel? I'm looking at all of these people, and I think I got to go for the top. I think I got to go for the sneakiest bastard of them all. Evan. At this point, I'm pissed. I don't understand why I'm getting called out all the time. I don't understand anything. Maybe that's the problem. Duel number two for Evan, but man, you know, you put a target on your back, you're going to get shot at a few times. It's a gutless joints, bro. Gutless? It is gutless. Okay, so it's Evan, Nehemiah. You guys are going into the duel no matter what. Jen, who you want to take into the duel with you? So, Nehemiah calls out Evan. Good idea or bad idea? Tyler. Really good idea. Now, I, here's <laughs> I mean, there has to be easier people to pick off. I know he's not really feeling Evan right now. Well, but, he, he, here's the thing. Okay, so yes, there's easier people. He could, he could have easily picked Isaac or Big Easy. He has, um, he has went up against Big Easy in an elimination before, um, and Isaac clearly looks like the weakest guy there. But the reason why I think it's a smart thing to do is because Evan, especially as he says, like just went into elimination a couple of days ago, and he's mm-hmm. saying, I'm, obviously, he's not feeling himself. And Evan is obviously right now in this like mental breakdown this season where he's like so paranoid and worried. and He's got everything going on that you might catch him slipping. And so 
if he can take out Evan, it just makes the game wide open. I mean, I, honestly, I wasn't shocked Nehemiah called, called Evan because like, didn't Evan also just eliminate one of the, ne- uh, Nehemiah's friends in the last episode, Davis? Right? Absolutely. So he's like, oh, I want revenge for my friend. I'm going to call out Evan again. Just keep it, keep this thing going. And then Evan had, Evan, like, he does have a right to be pissed at it. But, like, at the end of the day, you get called in, you get called in. Exactly. Becky. I, I agree. I think, I think that it's a mixture of things that had him pick Evan. But I think, honestly, he just wanted to pick him because he wants to get rid of what he feels is the biggest bully in the house. And he feels like if he gets rid of him, he can really turn the house on its head. Uh, so I think that's what he's trying to do right now. I think everything else is just kind of a, a convenience. The fact that he is still feeling it from last week and, you know, maybe he's going to be out of it in his mind because he didn't think he was going to go in again because he thought that people wouldn't call him out. Um, so I think it's just convenient and it just worked out. You know, I really think Evan is getting a bad rap about this whole bully thing. I mean, outside of pressing Davies about why he picked them, Evan really hasn't, I mean, he's been looked at to make a lot of decisions and keep people safe, but he hasn't really done a whole bunch. So I don't know. I think, I think Evan's whole bully thing is, is a little bit overplayed at this point of the season. But can I, can I talk about like future seasons in this or are we like, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. it, this is this is hilarious because like if we know anything about how Evan plays the game, looking back in history, like we can fast forward one more season to the ruins, <laughs> and he literally just sends Wes in boom boom like like constantly, and I, I just find it funny. Coming? No, but I, I, it was did, the mob okay. too. It was okay. just Evan. Okay, but but realistically, Evan is like a like part A one. And like yes. Kenny's A2. Like they're the same. They're both top dogs. Okay, fine. Let's go back to Evan's first season. Wes got thrown in the first five eliminations right away as well that Evan was dominating. Mm-hmm. So this guy right now, and I'm I'm sorry, but And Evan said to him in multiple times. I'm sorry. Evan's Evan's kind of a little oh God. He's he's kind of a little bitch when these games happen, man. I'm sorry, dude. Tyler, did you just curse? Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to. And he apologized right after too. He is because like he constantly tell like gets mad at people for doing things that he turns around and does himself. Like stop being a hypocrite. Like be 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 more self aware. Don't be bitter. Be better. Tell him how you really feel. Oh God. All right. I hope everyone's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) let's go ahead and jump right into the nominations Evan wants something physical and he doesn't get what he wants Nehemiah pulls the elevator uh real quick is was there a better do you guys think that there was a better elimination that Nehemiah could have pulled I think this gave Nehemiah his best shot to win oh 100% 100% agreed we're all in agreement all right maybe maybe dual pole dancing because I think Nehemiah is faster than Evan. I, and he's lighter. So that could have worked yeah. for him too. So, but and, I don't know. And, and Nehemiah coming off of the, uh, the other elimination with tired arms, that could really work against him. So Nehemiah pulls elevator. Jen calls out Katie. And Jen pulls pushover. So that one should be interesting, even though Jen gets the size. All right. It's also her too. You said what? 
she's, she's also hurt. hurt. Oh yeah, yeah, also hurt. But yeah, but that's what got her left at the bottom. At, that's what got yeah. her left at at the bottom of, of uh, this week's picks. Heaven doesn't seem excited at all to be there. I really didn't think he was going to do that. Well, I wasn't really ready to go in. I wasn't expecting to go in. I know. My arms are still killing me from the first duel. Maybe that's why he did it. What the f coward. I don't get it. This is a complete shock to me. I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. And I'm nervous. It's like, he thinks he can beat me. He wants to, like, make a big move, but he won't call out or Brad. I thought I was going to. Well, he looked down the line and thought he could beat me. I mean, that's the bottom line. He's an idiot coward. He writes a stupid quote to X-Top all the time. Back up and send me the phone. It's just the one game I didn't want either. Really? Yeah. I'm just letting fate go in the direction that it wants to go in. I'm just mentally prepared, and I hope that I can be victorious in the end. Nehemiah is at least looking, um, he's at least looking very uh, calm, zen-like. He, he looks like he's out for a mission, and it looks like he's confident. All right, Nehemiah, Evan, today you guys are playing Elevator. As you can see on either side of the duel, there's a suspended platform. Running through each platform, there's a chain. So when you pull that chain, your opponent's platform gets raised. Now the pulley system is designed for speed only. Weight is not a factor. The faster you pull that chain, the faster your opponent gets raised. Here I am in my second duel. I don't feel any better about it than the first one. My arms are still really tired from the first duel that I was in. And once again, I don't get to beat anyone up. I'm sitting in a cage, pulling on a chain. When I say go, you're gonna start pulling on that chain as hard as you can, trying to raise your opponent up. First person to raise their opponent all the way to the top, win today's duel, and receive these Beats by Dr. Dre headphones. Yeah! But more importantly, you're gonna be safe from the elimination, still in the game, going for the big money. Loser goes home empty-handed. Cool? I can win this because I think this one right here is just a test of endurance and also upper body strength. And, you know, I'm confident in my endurance and I'm confident in my upper body strength. All right, let's get your harnesses. Let's go. All right, so Evan shoots out like a cannon and Nehemiah, he's very zen, uh, you know, staying steady. Evan is having a lot of trouble in this one. He, he, keeps, ship, he keeps shifting his uh, sitting position. Keeps trying to stand up. He has to keep getting corrected by TJ. I don't know, Evan. Evan, 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 Evan. You gotta sit down. I'm having a really hard time with this. All I can do in my last attempt is pull harder, faster, and try and finish this thing out. Things slow down. They start to even up, and Evan is able to pull out a win. Nehemiah looks really defeated, but he also kind of takes in the stride. He knows just to let fate kind of take the will and evan is feeling like king shit of fuck mountain right now this elimination tell me how you feel antonio i mean evan should be hyped i mean it was crazy I, I, evan was also at a big disadvantage of his size he he really you saw him struggling in that cage just like always changing his position and whatever it was but just a hint to come out on top back-to-back -to -back times his ego definitely just boosted he thinks he's the best guy in the house right now. I mean, he has a right to, to, to be like that. But, like, in a way, calm down a little bit. It was also two eliminations where he... <laughs> calm down. If, if, you, you just beat Nehemiah. You, you, exactly. And you also don't want to have that big of an ego, especially in this format, because, like, 
you want to be on people's good side and he's like he's being called up for being in the middle right now so he's kind of going to make more friends instead of like making enemies um i mean you can it seems to be the same thing for evan he freaks out in the beginning he just can't figure it out and he has all this trouble but once he gets the hang of it he ends up killing it i mean the same thing happened with the wall uh with davis um, uh, where he was panicking and then out of nowhere, he just figured it out and it was fine. So Evan just needs to calm down and stop being <laughs> such a spaz in the beginning, um, and just focus. But other than that, I think, I think, yeah, I can understand why his head is held up high because he did just beat two people in a row. One when he was not feeling well, uh, because of his arms from the last elimination, but still at the end of the day, it's. Two people who were, he felt was going to be an easy win anyway. Didn't he say he wanted him for another day for a day that he wasn't, you know, worried about him at all? So the, 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 that's a good the point. The thing also here is that Evan is getting a very good edit because, like, they've made it seem like he's like come from behind on both of these when realistically he could have been winning the whole time like him struggling could have been at the last second when he's just trying to rush like and that that elimination was was actually a lot closer than people like look at and everything i think if evan would have been like five seconds slower i think nehemiah would have won i think it was that close um but i agree with antonio where like he's kind of like puffing up his chest and like like he's the leader of this pack and if somebody else wants to be the leader of this pack they're gonna take him down no, I'm 100% with you guys on this one. Uh, Evan is coming out. He's feeling like hot shit, and he kind of is. He's been targeted twice, and he put two people away. Davis, uh, okay, but Nehemiah, Nehemiah's a champ. So Technically. Not technically. <laughs> he's Do, a champ. He's, <laughs> he's an Army Strong champion. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just well, saying, if, let me, if they let didn't me make a up a rule... Let me ask you a question. We've given up some time uh, watching the NBA Finals tonight. They're in the bubble. Things are kind of different with the NBA, being for the fact that we're in a new normal with the global pandemic. Is the winner of this year's NBA championship, are they to be respected as champions? Yeah. Um, if the Heat win, yes. The Lakers win, no. Because no, fuck yeah, LeBron are. James. No, they are. They, wow. No, I think wow. they are. Wow. He's big man. It's different. Here's the thing. Now, whoever... Okay, Kobe whoever, Covington. Okay, hang on a second. Whoever wins the like the World Series, I think it, that'll be kind of jaded because it's only a 60-game season. Like, we're legitimately seeing teams in baseball with a losing record in the playoffs. But in basketball, like, their season was pretty much complete. They were about 20 games away. They played an eight-game regular season, only fell 12 games short. Like, baseball is like 120 games short. So, I mean, no. Whoever wins is legitimate. The- the point I was making is just because things don't go the way they're supposed to, it doesn't make him not a champion. Gotta, gotta get that man wah. in breath. <laughs> He's only a champion because the other team couldn't win. That's their fault. Wait, like, is that the like, season where, where Big Easy died? Like running? Yes. Okay. No, it's, yes. the, it's the season where his teammates didn't know how to run with Big Easy, not where Big Easy died. Yeah, same shit. They, no, no, no. It's their fault. Anyways, <laughs> here's the thing, Malik. If you show up to an ass kicking contest against a guy with no arms of course you're gonna win like you can't he can't punch you well like, was an ass kicking so you're kicking not punching oh you know what i mean we, 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 we got what you <laughs> all right Piss let's off. just uh <laughs> let's just agree to disagree there let's go ahead and move on to the ladies 
it is going to be Katie versus Jen. Now, they come in soft, like really hesitant, but uh, Katie comes in aggressive and she knocks herself off. All right, Katie gets the second one. <clears throat> I'm sorry. So Jen gets the first one. Katie gets the second one and they're all tied up. For the third round, Katie comes in hard, but Jen battles back and she gets the W, shocking everyone. Were you shocked by uh by Jen taking this win, Tyler? Uh, no, because like it's and it's not it's not size. It's not size because like we see smaller people like somebody like Derek beats bigger people all the time. I just think it's that Katie didn't have the technique down, and I think if you're smaller, you have to have technique. If you don't have technique and you're small, you're gonna get you're gonna get knocked over. That's just simple as that. Uh, and so that's all it is. And if you're bigger, you just got to hope that they don't have technique. And that's kind of what happened here. All right. And Becky. What is Katie's elimination record? Do you know, Tyler? Because she's really it's... not bad in eliminations. No, mm. but I think it's something. I think her overall record is something like four and yeah, six. I think, I think coming so into this, this time... I think coming into this, she was like, she was like three and three. Or three and she was like three and no no she was like she was like three and five or something like that because yeah it wasn't it's she's she's not as impressive as like you think okay yeah, yeah. Well, I mean I I've I've always saw Katie as being pretty decent at eliminations we're not gonna say she's like the greatest but I think she's always been pretty okay and she's beaten people that are bigger than her um and what makes a challenger memorable I feel like for fans is like even if they're not really good is like how big of heart they have and how they're not afraid to fight that's who you remember that's why everybody remembers Derek but like it's not like it's not like Derek is like 7 and 1 in eliminations but he always has no, heart he, and he he's fights. awesome like like people dog on Nelson who has a better elimination record than Derek but it's because he doesn't like stand out as like this guy that's like fighting for his life in there somebody like Derek, you know? So that's just kind of, I think that's why you remember her as being a beast in eliminations because she doesn't stop fighting. No, she doesn't. Also, even if she's, even if her team's rooting against her, like she's had so many times where everybody has been, she's been an underdog, underdog and nobody's wanted her around and she has fought and clawed and, you know, bid her way through. So I, I have a lot of respect for Katie and I, I agree with you, Tyler. I think that she just didn't have the technique. I think that she was banking on maybe Jen kind of giving up because of her shoulder. Um, and it ended up, and I mean, she even said it at the end. She's like, never underestimate anybody because they can come back and surprise you. Absolutely. Tyler, back to this point about Nelson. I think one of the other things that's uh, working against him is even though he has a lot of elimination wins and, and, and some of them very impressive, he doesn't have outside of invasion, not a lot of iconic, like n not a whole bunch of like iconic wins or iconic eliminations, you know, I mean, invasion, but outside of that, like, yeah, he got a lot, but nothing really to stand out uh, above the, the crowd of all the other eliminations. Antonio. People only will remember Nelson by stupid comments. No one, no one's gonna remember his uh, second place win in invasion. No one's gonna remember the time where he beat Corey and Hunter in the elimination same season. They are gonna remember him by his that's stupid exactly comments. Exactly what I was talking about. What about the but that's what about the elimination where he made where he made Darrell say, "I'm done." Well, Darrell had nothing to play for. He was a I'm mercenary. Just saying, I'm he had nothing, he was a, Nelson is gonna get that's, remembered 
for saying stupid comments. That's and being it. terrible at maybe, soccer. Maybe fighting Derek. All right, all right. You guys both made two good points, but also Nelson is really starting to come into his own. Yes. That move where he went into Corey, that move where he went into elimination and placed a Corey, that's going to stick with people. People are going to remember that. That was a genuine, wonderful moment for him and for the challenge. Nelson is one of, and this is a way off topic and everything, but like people don't give enough credit. Nelson is one of the best characters we have gotten over the past 10 seasons, like new characters. Like, he's, he's stupid. A, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's he's not. So is Kenny. That's why people like Kenny. I mean, I think Nelson is growing yeah. up in front of us. Very similar to the way Corey did. Um, you know, the glow up. He's like 30. He he's already. Well, no, up. you know what I mean. <laughs> you know. Sure okay, 30, let me but, tell you something. But, okay. But, 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 let me like just tell you something. <laughs> Men take a while to get there. Let's remember that. Y'all's mentality no, no, is mm, not mm, 30 mm. when y'all are 30. <laughs> unless you're Tyler. He's like 27. Unless you're Tyler. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. We've we been growing. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, Antonio Shore. Hey, wait, what? I am supposed to mature? That's, that's his thing? What? Oh, God. I'm so, I'm so tired of you. <laughs> All right. Go back on Moving vacation, on. Antonio. <laughs> Get back on your talk talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 on your Tic Tacs. <laughs> All right, moving on. The boys are feeling like hot shit, and one of the first things they see when they come home is one of Nehemiah quotes. And they go ahead and rip it off, stomp it out, and they make fun of him. Jen comes to the defense of, of uh, Nehemiah's passive-aggressive-ass fucking notes. But, I don't know. I thought that was a little a little low class. I you know, I was hoping that they'd be a little bit better than that. Did uh did them ripping off Nehemiah's quotes rub any of you guys the wrong way? Again, they, it's just them placing this weirdo synonymous thing with Nehemiah that really makes me upset. It's just stop make again, I gotta say this. Stop making this all about you. Let him have his quotes. Y'all didn't need to be like that. It's petty. It's bullshit. And y'all want to say, ooh, I'm better than everybody else. Not really. If you're letting a quote get in your head and you're letting that get I under your skin. Think, I think it's rude on Nehemiah's behalf for leaving it up. Because usually when you go into the nation, you pack all your stuff. You take all your things with you. He should have took his, his daily quote with him. He left it on the door. So it's garbage now. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. Um... Teach your kids how to how to be the butt of a joke and how to take a joke, because if not, you'll see them turn into Neanderthals that get offended at words. And that's what it is. These guys don't know how to take jokes. They can't be the butt of a joke. They always have to make fun of everybody else. And they got offended and didn't know how to deal with it. Preach. But if, but, if, but like if you grow up being OK with being the butt of the joke, you, you're going to you're going to be an adult. That's OK. If somebody makes a joke at you, you're going to laugh at it and make a joke with them and then move on with your life. <laughs> look at that growth speaking of a little bit of growth let's go ahead and get out of this season with the uh the last part now i don't i don't think of us as like a sleazeball podcast but uh at the end of the episode jen and rachel decide to get reacquainted Gross. have a little wrestling match and then they go and have uh another wrestling match chicks now <laughs> yes <laughs> because like Jen and Rachel are having a great time. There's moans and groans. I don't even know what makes those sounds. So curious, curious and bi-curious. 
Everybody hears and takes a listen. Hey, get it, girls, you know? You can feel it when the groove stops. Listen to the boom box. Boom, boom, boom box. Boom, boom, boom. Chen is so amazing. And she's so pretty, and she's hot. I'm really happy with where it's at right now. You just look kind of special. Let's move on. It's inevitable, you know? I mean, when you like somebody, you like somebody. And as much as you want to pretend like you don't, you can't. And um, it was bound to happen. Paula? Uh, does anybody have any uh, uh, commentary on the... Uh... The uh, yeah, I'm trying to find a, like a euphemism besides like Whoa. hardcore scissoring. Well, I mean, but... I mean, Antonio, Antonio has like a Antonio has like a South Park reference he could use right now to be perfect. If anybody's ever seen that episode, uh, wait! Which... Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Tyler, wait! Oh my god! Oh no! Wait! 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 I know this! I know this! I know this! Oh my god! I'm on Mr. a Garrison. bunch. Yeah, Mr. Garrison, and oh my god! I'm on a podcast with a bunch of sleazy sleaze balls, aren't I? Oh my god! I just saw Seth Park today too. I saw I saw, I saw the uh, pandemic. Scissor me timber. Scissor me timber. Yes. Oh yes, my yes, god! Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, it is Wednesday. There's a new episode of South Park. Great episode. My stupid ass. Great episode. Missed the first three episodes of Archer, which I didn't know was back. I just re-got my YouTube TV because, like, all right, the playoffs is coming. I meant to get it back a while ago. So I'm real excited for that. But that is going to close us out for episode four, season 17 of The Challenge, The Duel 2. One hell of an episode. About to get up out of here. Uh, guys, anything to add before we go on the skate? Yeah. Um... Chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I give this episode uh, a 6 out of 10. I'd give it a 6.9 out of 10. <laughs> you're not helping in the case of like, guys take a long time to mature and you're, we're all like, no, no, we got it. I'm still 21 years old. Let me live. Oh my God. Hey, my, my childish charm has been working lately, so I'm going to keep it going. Yeah. Oh, it works well with girls, not women. Truth. Girls. <laughs> They're not ones that you're gonna want to stay long term with, my friend. Chips. Well, no, no, no. This, this one woman I'm talking to is legit. I, I act an adult toy with her. The other ones, where I'm just doing my thing. Oh, you better be careful. She might listen and be like, "Wait, which other girls?" Well, uh, you better chill out, man. It's no simp yeah. September, so anyway, gotta keep that shit locked. Uh, I shit. give it, Becky. I give it a seven, a seven no, out of ten. It was a pretty decent episode, and you know, the ladies, the ladies held it up at the end. You know what I mean? Yes. Originally, I would give it a six point five, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bump it up to a seven. The uh, oh, last boo. couple minutes of the episode <laughs> really, really got to me. But overall. Uh, kind of a lackluster episode. Uh, the daily was really, really great, but the editing kind of kept it down. The eliminations was actually kind of, even though it was filled with drama, ended up being kind of lackluster. Uh, Evan and Nehemiah and Pushover would have been so much better. So, not the greatest episode, but I think it's done really well with pushing uh, the storylines forward and keeping up the drama. 
Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. Make sure you check out thechallengegear.com for all of your customizable challenge gear. We got a new designer line. So pick up your double G's, LV, Supreme, everything there. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com for all of your LWC and challenge gear. With that said, Bananas, close us out. Oh, it's the first time in two months. Let's see if I still got it. All right. Another great episode, Podsters. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Join our discussion on Reddit under the channel subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check out our website at lwcpodcast.com. Make sure when you listen to us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, subscribe. Have a great day, Podsters. Peace!